Welcome to Lasting Truth, a radio ministry of Calvary Chapel, Sweet Hills in Banning, California, where Pastor Ryan Hussein teaches the entire Word of God, chapter by chapter, verse by verse, giving our listeners the opportunity of receiving the full counsel of God. In today's program, we are studying the book of First Chronicles, chapter 29. Here's Pastor Ryan. Good evening, guys. Welcome to Calvary Chapel. Good to be with you. Turn with me in your Bibles, please, to 1 Chronicles chapter 29. That's 1 Chronicles chapter 29. I think I heard Nico over there. Was that Nico? Is that, I can't see in there. That's wonderful. It's good to hear a, a baby in, through the mother's room in the sanctuary. That's great. It's been a long time. We've been blessed with... Uh, this new building and uh, and the mother's room, so we don't hear babies too often. But uh, Nico made sure the Lord heard his praises. Yeah. So First Chronicles chapter twenty nine, and let's say a prayer for the youth that are going. I was told there's like twenty one kids signed up through our church, and so our kids are si- are are uh, inviting other kids, and so we feel that God's really going to bless our, our, our youth ministry, our high school. I think it's going to grow uh, now that we're uh, closing up here on escrow any day now. I'm still waiting to hear from escrow, um, but uh, we just sense that God's going to do something big in those classrooms. Amen? So, Father, we do come before you this evening with gratitude for all that you've done and all that you're doing. There are no other gods but you. You're the one true living God of Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob, Lord. And uh, you've been doing amazing things since since you created the, the world, Lord, and the heavens and, and in our lives and in our church, Lord. And we're just so grateful for uh, the young uh, men and women that uh, come to our church, Lord, the youth group, the high schoolers, and uh, the elementary and junior high. We just thank you. Uh, for the opportunity they're going to have this weekend, Lord. Uh, We don't underestimate it, Lord. It is a work of God, not of man. And we just pray that you would touch the hearts of those kids this weekend. Grab a hold of them, that the ones that are lukewarm or don't even know you would just turn to you full-fledged, Lord. And and we just pray uh, that more would sign up, Lord. We know that uh, these retreats can be life-changing so bless the kids keep them safe lord bless the parents lord and bind the enemy as they prepare to send the kids we know that the enemy is going to try to throw curveballs in there to discourage them lord but i pray that their faith would overcome and as we get into your word may you bless it lord with your grace holy spirit guide us into your truths Uh, give us humble hearts to receive in jesus name we pray amen so first chronicles chapter 29 beginning in verse 10 we're actually uh uh, at the end of the book which is always an exciting thing to know that we've we've gone through uh, a whole book and uh as you know at calvary chapel we go through the whole bible so we did start at genesis and now we're we're at the end of first chronicles but uh as we come to the end of of Chronicles, the first uh, edition. It is. It has uh, been a wonderful uh, record of King David's life. It showed all of the really um, achievements of him. Just uh, it, it avoided a lot of the, the the failures and the hardships that he had in his life. 
because the focus was on the Davidic uh, line, which is the line that would lead to Jesus Christ, right? So it's been a great book, and um, King David, as you know, is a man after God's own heart. The Lord said that of him. Uh, he was a good man, but as you know, as we all know, uh, that he had major failures in his life. Um, but by God's grace, uh, David repented and really paid a heavy price in his life. He really uh, uh, suffered because of his sins, and uh, the Lord is just, and, and, uh, but yet God put his sin away. And so uh, it's interesting to see how he ends up after all of, of the good that he did and, and, and some of the terrible things that he did and how when a person repents before God, God is gracious to forgive and receive them and, and still be with them, even though the consequence of the sin was still there. Um, David ends well, and we're going to read it tonight. He ends well. And oh, how I pray that all of us at our church would, would end well, that we would run the race well, that we would, you know, give God our best every day and then finish strong. In 2 Timothy chapter 4, that's 2 Timothy chapter 4, verses 6 through 8, Paul would write at the end of his life, for I am already being poured out as a drink offering, and the time of my departure is at hand. I have fought the good fight. I have finished the race. I have kept the faith. Finally, there is laid up for me the crown of righteousness, which the Lord, uh, the righteous judge, will give to me on that day. And not only, not to me only, but also to all who have loved his appearance. And so Paul said at the end of his life that he had finished his race, he, he kept the faith, and that there was a, a prize, a reward waiting for him that God was going to give to him, but not only to him, but to all of us who love the Lord and follow him. And our prayer is that one day, like in the parable of the talents, when we see the Lord face to face, that he would say to us uh, in Matthew 25, well done, good and faithful servant, you were faithful over a few things, I will make you ruler over many things, enter in to the joy of uh, your Lord. And so that's what we hope to, to hear from the Lord. And, and uh, you know, the key is just to abide in Christ every single day. Get to know him better every single day. Don't neglect your relationship and you'll finish strong. In our story, David is addressing the assembly, all the leaders, the captains, the generals, the priests, the Levites, uh, and also he has instructed his son Solomon on the plans for the building of the temple. As you know, it's Solomon that's going to do the work, not David. And he said to the assembly um, that, you know, my son Solomon is young and inexperienced or young and tender. And he goes on to tell him that the work is great. It's not like he's building a house, a palace for man, but a house for God. So it's a big task. In other words, he's, he's calling on the country, on the nation of Israel to get behind his son who's about to be uh, anointed as king again. 
And so uh, then David goes on to say uh, that he had set his heart on the house of God, that he uh, prepared with all of his might to care for the house of the Lord. And because his heart was set on the house of God, he gave even from his own treasury. He gave, as you know, uh, out of his own silver and out of his own gold, uh, he gave. And then uh, he then said, he, he challenged the people, the leaders, uh, to do the same thing and the people responded and they gave uh, willingly and uh, it was just a tremendous joyous sight that's where we're at in this it's the address of, of David towards the people and we'll, we'll, uh, we'll start in verse 9 actually then the people rejoiced for they had offered willingly because with a loyal heart uh, they had offered willingly to the Lord, and King David also rejoiced uh, greatly. And so we see here that the people gave with a willing heart, um, with a loyal heart. And, uh, you know, that word loyal is in this chapter a few times. And it's something that is, is you know, looked highly upon here. And God's people were loyal to the Lord. And because they were loyal to him, they were uh, willing to give to him joyfully. And the key to heeding the Lord, following God, giving to him, blessing him in our service, in our time, in our energy, in our finances, in anything. It all stems from having a loyal heart towards the Lord. And if there is a prayer that we should be praying every day is God help me to be loyal to you we are living in times where the word loyalty is 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 scarce people aren't living uh, loyally anymore we live in a world that's that's as we get closer to the coming of the Lord it's more and more unfaithful more and more unloyal can I get an amen? You agree or disagree? In 2 Timothy chapter 3, it's a famous verse that Paul writes to Timothy. He told him, but know this, that in the last days perilous times will come. For men will be lovers of themselves, lovers of money, boasters, proud, blasphemers, disobedient to parents, unthankful, unholy, unloving, unforgiving, slanderers without self-control brutal despisers of good traitors headstrong haughty lovers of pleasure rather than lovers of god having a form of godliness but denying its power and from such people turn away and so we are warned in the bible that in the last days there's going to be less and less faithfulness more and more disloyalty uh, more and more traitors and it's it's all over the place it seems like the world is spinning out of, of disorder like never before. Loyalty, respect, honor, uh, these are terms that, you know, people aren't really living. We see it everywhere. To be loyal. I feel like God is crying out to us tonight to remember to remain loyal. The world can be unloyal. The world can be uh, traitors. The world can be, you know, unloving. The world can be unforgiving. But if the church of Christ becomes unloyal, then we're in trouble because we're the salt and light. We're the ones to, we're the ones who are supposed to display what loyalty means, what it looks like. 
I was from a gang when I was young because I had no loyalty at home. I had no loyalty in my family. I grew up in an unloyal, treacherous, traitor home. So, you know, I did what a lot of kids in urban areas do. I joined a gang. But then I come to Jesus and it's like, it's, 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 it's a real family. And, and we serve a father who is loyal to us. We serve a father who loves us and who will never betray us or be treacherous towards us. He's always faithful and he's always loyal. And then he teaches us how to be loyal in every aspect of our life. Children are to honor their parents. That's to be loyal to them. When mom and dad say no, that means no. When they say yes, then it's a yes. Siblings should respect each other. Husbands and wives should be loyal to one another. Friends should be loyal to one another. But the, the loyalty is only as real as our loyalty to the Lord. It begins with God. I feel that if we are all praying to be more loyal to God, then we will be loyal to one another. I'm a, I have been shocked. I have been um, amazed, really, uh, sadly, in how throughout the 13 years of our church, how many, how many people you know, felt it okay to not be loyal to the body of Christ. But I also have been blessed at how many have been loyal to the body of Christ. And it only shows how loyal they are to the Lord and to his word. Right? Jesus is, is, you know, loyalty to Jesus is he comes before everything. That's why he said if you love mom or dad or husband or wife or, or children more than me, you're not worthy to enter the kingdom of heaven. Why? Because he comes even before them. And sometimes family and friends can be disloyal, but Jesus says, you stay loyal to me. And sometimes he pulls us away from family. Sometimes he pulls us away from certain friends. Why? Because his word says so. Perhaps they've done something that, you know, isn't right. And, and a lot of folks will, will not be loyal to the word over family. And they'll, they'll leave the Lord and say, no, you know, blood is thicker than the word of God or blood is thicker than the spirit, which it is not. We need to be loyal to God even above all things. Because he tests the hearts and he wants his church to be loyal to him. And loyal means to his word. Will we be loyal to his word even to our detriment? And there are, there are, there are husbands who have made their wives their idol. And there are wives who have made their husband their idols. And there are, there are kids who have made other things their idols. We have to be careful and ask God every day, help me to be loyal to you. You want to have a good marriage, ask God, help me to be loyal to you. And you will, husbands will love their wives as Christ loved the church. And wives will submit unto their husbands. So here in Israel, they gave willingly because their heart was loyal to the Lord. And when you think about giving tithes and offerings to the church, what's that even about? It's about loyalty to the Lord. And the word loyal means faithful to a prince or superior. True to plighted faith duty or love, not treacherous, used of subjects to their prince and of husband, wife, and uh, of, of uh, loyal a loyal subject, a loyal wife. These are just right, to, be, to be down, as they say in the hood, to be faithful. And Jesus wants 
commands, asks, tells us to make him first. Be loyal to him. Be loyal to him. And they gave. And it says here that David also rejoiced greatly. I mean, for King David to see his people in unity, all loyal, all willing, all gave. He's full of joy. Unity amongst the body of Christ brings great joy to his people. You guys gave a lot on Sunday. I don't know who gave. It's good. It blew my mind. So be, rejoice. There's a unity in the calling to, hey, let's pitch in for the upgrades of God's house. And um, I'm just blown away by God. But there's a rejoicing in, in unity. And this is why in Ephesians 4.3, Paul says, endeavoring to keep the unity of the spirit in the bond of peace. Like, it's up to us to really fight, really strive to be united. And it's Christ that unites us. And if everyone in this room spent solid time in prayer, saying, Lord, on Wednesday afternoon or mornings or whenever you can on Wednesday, when I go to church tonight, fill me with a great heart of love for you and your people to be loyal and to be united with your people. And see how God just fills this place with joy. And there's joy. We were worshiping God. There's joy. Kids, there's strength in unity. The Bible says, Behold how good and how pleasant it is for brethren to dwell together in unity. So whenever there's an opportunity to get together, youth group, young men and women, you need to hang out with other believers. Because if it's that powerful and that much of a blessing from God, Satan will do anything to hinder you from getting together. I think the last U-turn, the last youth trip we had was to the beach. When was the last youth retreat? Did we ever have one? It's the first one in 13 years, praise the Lord. Chuck Smith got, you know, gave his life to the Lord at a, at a youth thing. Some camp counselor man just preached the right message, anointed by God, and there goes Chuck. He's not going to be a doctor anymore. He's going to be a preacher. Therefore, verse uh, 10, David blessed the Lord before all the assembly. And David said, Blessed are you, Lord God of Israel, our Father, forever and ever. Yours, O Lord, is the, great, is the greatness, the power, and the glory, the victory, and the majesty. For all that is in heaven and in earth is yours. Yours is the kingdom, O Lord, and you are exalted as head over all. And so here we, we see uh, David blessing the Lord in front of the congregation. He just begins to, to praise God and to bless him, to, to bless God. And, you know, we are blessed by the Lord so much. He's given us his son to save us from the pit of hell. But then he's given us so much, so many, so many provisions. He's given us so much food, clothing, shelter, Family, friends, love. He's given us so much. And it's okay to bless God. We're used to being blessed by him. But when's the last time we said, Lord, I just want to bless you. I want to bless you because you always bless me. I want, 
you know, and I, as I get older in my walk with the Lord, it's like I find myself, Lord, bless you, Lord, bless you, bless you, bless you. Because the longer you walk with God, you can look back and see all of the tremendous blessings, all of the miracles, and you just bless you, bless you, thank you, thank you. It's just uh, Psalm 21, 29. Give unto the Lord, O you mighty ones. Give unto the Lord glory and strength. Give unto the Lord the glory due his name. Worship the Lord in the beauty of holiness. And that's what he's doing here. He's saying, blessed are you, Lord God of Israel, our Father. I mean, that's a term. Our Father. Yeah, growing up, I didn't get to say that, kids. I didn't have a pops around that loved me. So this term, our father, is obviously a term of endearment. It's of love. It's relational. God's a father. He's Abba. He's Papa. He's Appa. God wants you to look at him like he's your father. When so many earthly fathers let us down. And I'm here as one who grew up without one. I had an abusive stepfather. So... God has been a good father. And he will not take the excuse of, oh, my dad was not a good dude, and oh, he was gone. And God is willing to be our father, our good father. Listen to him. Hear him. He'll give you wisdom. He'll give you strength. He'll give you guidance. He'll bless your life. He'll also chasten you when you do wrong because he loves you. Our Father, relational. And then he says in verse 11, Yours, O Lord, is the greatness, the power and the glory, the victory and the majesty. For all that is in heaven and in earth is yours. Yours is the kingdom, O Lord, and you are exalted as head over all. And so here, David is giving God all the glory, all the, the, the praise and exaltation, he, he created it all, the heavens and the earth. He has given uh, the victory and the majesty and the glory and the power. This is David at the end of his life, looking back and just blessing God, like all the majesty that David experienced, all the power, all the victories in battle, all of the goodness that he experienced, and all of the Psalms that we get to enjoy because inspired by the Holy Spirit, David, King David was also a prophet and he just blessed us. But he's speaking out of one who experienced the blessings of God. And he's giving God all the glory because the tendency of man is to take the glory of God for themselves. And if there's one thing that, uh, uh, you know, older King David has learned is that all glory belongs to God. That we are nothing, yet God, uh, you know, loves us, thinks upon us, cares so deeply for us. He takes us from, from watching the, the little sheep to, to being, you know, a, a, a royal priesthood. That's what he calls you. You're royalty now. He took me from the hood to royalty. And God, God bestows that upon you. And, and so who are we to take credit for it? It's all glory and honor to the Lord. But the tendency for man is to take glory for themselves. The world seeks its own glory. 
it's, it's so prideful. The world is, they don't give thanks to God. Let that not be in the, in the house of the Lord. Let it not be among sweet hills. All glory belongs to the Lord. And God desires uh, to, that we give him all the glory because pride is so destructive. Who are we to take pride in the things that God has given us? I mean, they're, they're, they're the glory is to him, not to us. So that others might learn of the goodness of God and turn to him. But if they think it's because of our goodness and our good looks and our, our wisdom and our knowledge, and our, no one will come. But we want them to go to God. And if we think it's of us, then we're in, in line with Lucifer, who was cast out of heaven, Satan, for trying to take the glory away from God. The whole world is spinning out of control with the lack of loyalty, with the lack of humility, because the word of God has been trampled on. They don't care about the word. They don't care about his authority. They don't care about giving him praise. But we do. Paul would say, via the Holy Spirit, in 1 Corinthians 1. Thank you for joining us today at Lasting Truth Radio. If you're in the area, come on out and join us for Sunday services at 8.30 a.m., and at 10.30 a.m. or Wednesday evenings at 7 p.m. We are located at 3035 West Nicollet Street in Banning, California. You can also find us on YouTube or Instagram. If you'd like to donate to our program, please do so on our website at ccsweethills.org and hit the online giving tab. We hope you will continue to tune in as we journey through the entire Word of God with the teaching of Pastor Ryan Hussein at Calvary Chapel Sweet Hills.